Welcome to Canucks Corner. This is Aaron Lane, and this is a podcast in which I get to tell you all about the Vancouver Canucks. I'll tell you some Canucks news. I'll tell you how the Canucks did in the last week, maybe where they stand in the standings. And then I've picked a specific game to watch and analyze so that I can let you know exactly how the Canucks did in that game. Then I'll take a look at the week to come, give my predictions for where I think that will go, and that's the podcast. So, let's get started. The pregame show. This is the part of the podcast where I get to talk about how the Canucks did in the last week, how my predictions fared, how the news went for the Canucks, and their standings as it stands. So it is Monday, November 20th, 2017, and we had a pretty short week last week. The Canucks started out on Tuesday, November 14th, playing against the Los Angeles Kings, and that was a pretty good game. I was predicting a Los Angeles victory, like you do, and uh, and it looked like it was going to be. Uh, 23-24 seconds into it, the LA Kings score on Nielsen. Nielsen goes ahead and doesn't hug the post enough, and the shot comes in off the sideboards about halfway up, and it just sneaks on past, and they're up one nothing. And then the Canucks are killing a penalty, uh, Brown gets the puck behind the net, gets it out in front to Kopitar on the other side, and Kopitar basically puts it in the empty net. And 3.14 in, it is 2-0 for the LA Kings, and the Canucks are toast. Oh wait, maybe not. Nilsson goes ahead and does a decent job shutting them down. And in the second period, Henrik gets the puck in the corner and fires it just from like maybe a foot up from the, the goal line, right in the corner, and it just goes in. <laughs> it was off of one of the Kings, I think, taking Daniel to the front of the net, and it just went in off of that player through the goalie's legs, and it was 2-1. to one. And then the Canucks get a power play. Bo Horvat is sitting in front. Sedin's on the side. Besser in the Ovechkin spot. The pass came across to Besser. Besser takes the shot, and once again, the goaltender can't handle it cleanly. It bounces straight up past him, behind him, and it's dropping, and it's going to roll in maybe, or it's going to get knocked out of the way by a defenseman, but then Bo Horvat's right there, and he puts the puck in the empty net from like two inches away. So good for Bo there, gets his seventh goal, and Besser picks up his tenth assist, and the Canucks have tied the game 2-2. From that point on, Nilsson just keeps them in the in the game, and Sutter gets a penalty shot, but he uh, gets stopped there, and then the Canucks get on the power play again in the third period, while after holding off the Kings for up until that point. And about four minutes into the third, Vanek crosses the line with the puck, holds onto it for a sec, and then fires it all the way across to Berchi. And Berchi puts it into the top corner as the goaltender is coming across the net. It is three to two, and that's how the game ends. Wow. So that is great that the Canucks won against LA. Not so good for my prediction, but good for the Canucks. And I give them full value. Then on November 16th, the Canucks have the Golden Knights at Rogers Arena. Now, this was, I expected the Canucks, even though the Knights were having a good year, the Canucks could squeeze one out against the Knights here. It didn't start well. The Knights started off with two goals in the first period, going up 2-0, but just like the Kings did, they give the second period to the Canucks, and Brock Besser scores a great goal, opportunistic goal, where it was just right in front of the net in the, in the very low slot, and 
puck gets passed across the slot and Besser just happens to be right there, kind of bounced off the Vegas stick, sort of weird. And Besser jumps right on it and just snaps it right away and scores. Beautiful snapshot, just the way Brock Besser likes a shooter. And then, sure enough, Horvat scores to put them tied up 2-2 by the end of the second period. So, just like in the Kings game, it's tied 2-2. What's going to happen in third? Well, not what happened in the Kings game. The Vegas Knights, just Golden Knights, just continue to come at the Canucks. The Canucks kind of had the play in the first period pretty well, and the Knights scored against the flow of the play, more or less. And then the Canucks had it in the second period for a bit, but then the flow of the play started going towards Vegas, and then Vegas definitely took over the flow in the third period and scored two goals and one empty net goal. The second goal in the third period was Pouliot had the puck all by himself in the in the zone and with a Golden Knight on top of him and flubbed the puck, basically passed it straight to the Golden Knight and he went and scored on Markstrom. So it was a rough night for Markstrom, but that really wasn't his fault, that one. It was just a, a turnover in a bad spot. So it was really 4-2 to two and then the empty net goal. But still rough to lose and rough on my prediction. Whew, let's see if I can get a prediction right this week. Well, we're going to have to wait until the featured game, the St. Louis Blues and the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday, which is the game that we're going to look at today. Oh boy, I hope I'm right on that one. (laughs) So we'll go straight into Canucks news. Canucks news is short and sweet. Unfortunately, just today, the Canucks have given up on Rodin. Anton Rodin has been a big possibility for the Canucks, a big chance to be young star player, picked high in the whole thing, and he just has not had a good go from the from the very beginning, and he hasn't really had a good chance here in Vancouver to show what he can do. And we've finally cut the cord on him and said, you know what, maybe you can find some success elsewhere. And I think that's what Rodin will end up doing. He might go back to Europe, maybe to the Swiss League, and try to get himself back going from there. And then once he's got some good games underneath him, then maybe come back to the NHL and try again. But he had a lot of potential. Unfortunately, we really squandered in various ways the opportunity to develop him, which is part of the reason why it drives me crazy when the Canucks do these half measures with rebuilding and developing their players. We lose players like Rodine, just like we've lost talented players before because we just want to squeeze into the playoffs and make those few extra playoff bucks. And that is unfortunate. So good luck, Anton. I hope you'll go ahead and get things back in gear and be a success in the NHL because I don't think it was your fault that you aren't currently a success, really. (sighs) So that's unfortunate. On the fortunate side, Philip Holm has come up and he is now sitting in the press box waiting for his turn on the Canucks D. It shouldn't be long, I think, before Coach Green can get him in somewhere somehow. So it'll be good to see what Holm can do. But that's about it for Canucks news right now. So now just the standings. The Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings are up top trying to battle things out there. Calgary Flames in the Pacific Division, that is. Calgary Flames next, then the Ducks, then the Sharks, then the Canucks, <laughs> the Oilers, and the Coyotes. So, yeah, once again, oh, we've got 21 points, by the way, 26 points for the lead. So there's not a lot of points in between the teams, only, well, five points between us and number one. So, hey, not a terrible situation. 
if we're looking to be first in the division, I guess. But realistically, like I said, we're not going for first. We're not going for playoff spot. If we're 21 points, that's just fine. Hopefully Edmonton can cruise on past us there at 16 right now. And we can get ourselves a nice spot, maybe fifth spot again or something for picking fourth or fifth spot. That would be nice. But until then, we've got a lot of games to play. And we are currently more or less in the right position to be in a good position come picking time in the summer. All right, well, that's it for the Canucks this week. Now we have to take a look at our featured game. No, we get to take a look at our featured game against St. Louis and see what happens there. Game time. This is a part of the podcast where I get to tell you about one featured game between the Vancouver Canucks and, at this point, the St. Louis Blues. They come and visit us at Rogers Arena. It is Saturday, November 18th at the time of this game. It is Nilsson versus Allen. Allen's a net for the Blues. Nilsson's a net for us. And here we are trying our best to not completely suck. (laughs) The Blues are a tough team. It's a Saturday game. The Canucks have to put in a good effort and see what happens. But I predict that the Canucks lose, and I think I predicted 4-1 to one or 4-2. to two. So we'll see what happens. All right, first period. Edler's got a guy coming in on him. He crosses the line, comes into the slot, and Edler just drops him on his butt. Just like how Emika used to say, take the man. And he did. He took the man. He forgot about the puck. The puck goes off and into the corner, no problem. Then Vertanen gets two hits, but both against players' backs in the in the boards that's a little bit troubling that he's going so aggressively after hits that he's willing to take out guys in the numbers neither of those were called a penalty but he gets kind of lucky there and I'm worried about that I don't want to see him taking those types of shots because of course we don't need him in a penalty box and we don't need to have to kill his penalties but good aggressive play at least as far as getting into the play it was a good shift too and he got a lot of opportunity built up a lot of opportunity anyway and he was the one that brought the puck in up the boards into the zone so it overall was a pretty good shift for Vertanen just a little bit worried about the hits then I noticed something a little bit later Besser seems to be hanging around the opponent's blue line and the center line a bit and it seems to be that he's is Besser a goal suck (laughs) I mean oh if you take a look at really good goal scorers over the years Occasionally you'll find that they do a little bit of goal sucking in so much as they are aware when the puck might be turned over and they spend a little bit of time pacing the the center line or or the even the opponent's blue line at times just in case. I remember Burray and McGilney both doing that as Canucks from time to time. So if Besser has has that in mind, that's not bad company to keep, but he's got to keep his defensive assignments as well so we'll see how that goes Henrik gets it from Daniel and gets a really good chance on that gets a shot then Daniel gets a pass from Henrik and he gets a good shot so we get two great chances by the Canucks Sedins and neither one of them managed to score but it's pretty close and it's pretty cool then Barchi gets a pass from Horvat and the pass is just a little bit too high as, to, as Horvat has to get it over uh, someone's stick in the middle on a two-on-one and Barchi can't quite get a hold of it. Then a little bit later, Sedins and Vertanen have another really good shift where they hold on to the puck and they pass the puck around and they get a fair bit of possession and things happening there. And then 
Brock Besser scores just after Besser gets a great chance from Bo. He then gets another opportunity, and Bo gets the Barchi. Barchi gets the Besser, and the Killer Bees are buzzing. Besser gets a very nice goal there, short side wrister, just really well done. It was uh, it was a nice nice goal. Seems that he definitely has that scoring touch. And then we have a penalty to Saboka for holding. And on that power play, Besser gets the puck from Sedin in that OV shot spot in the Ovechkin area. And he gets a shot, but he just doesn't get enough of it. But at least he's taking the shot in the right position, just like we saw earlier this week against LA. And then he gets another shot, and this time it's high. And then he gets a third shot, or at least the puck comes to him a third time, and he doesn't quite get that shot off. But the point is, Besser's in the right spot. They're getting him the puck, and no Gagne at the point. He's got a really just a matter of time before he gets another goal, and he's already scored one this game. But putting him on the the power play in that spot is the right place for him. A little bit later, Vertanen just misses a wraparound. Peter Angelo, the defenseman, actually stops it from going in. So Vertanen is actually, again, making the most of his time. He's doing really well, even though he's not getting a lot of minutes. After that, Nilsson gets a save. Pretty easy save. In fact, most of them at this point in the game had been pretty easy for him. The Canucks are really looking good. The Blues are a better team on paper, but the Canucks are really holding their own at this point. Horvat misses a big chance from Besser. Besser sets him up really nicely, but he misses it. And then Besser gets the puck again, and he misses one as well. So the Canucks are all around it, and they're getting really good chances. But what usually happens when you get some really good chances on one side of the ice and don't score? That's right, it goes to the other end. And Perenko gets the pass from Stastny, and with Steen screening, I think it was Steen screening in in front, Perenko gets the goal to tie up the game 1-1. It was totally against the flow of play during slash after a line change by both teams, and after, directly after that Besser chance. So, yeah, it was a bit of a, a scramble, a bit of chaos there. Wasn't the best line change for the Canucks, and Stastny really lays a good pass out for Perenko. Gotta say that Stastny kid, he's got some good genes, and he can sure pass the puck, and we see that in this game, certainly at this point. And he just looks, at this point, I write down, Stastny has been the Blues' best player, and that's not necessarily saying a whole lot, but he is really handling the puck well in this game and has a lot of energy. In the last minute of the play, Edler loses the puck in his own zone, causes a big shift of possession as the Blues hold it in the Canucks zone, get several opportunities, and Vanek actually finally gets it out. So that was really good work by Vanek. And then as a result, end of the period. So we survived the period, 1-1, after it looked really good for us for a while, just that against the play goal and then the last shift in the Canucks zone at the end, it felt like we had gotten away kind of lucky. Then we get into the second period. Second period. Edler loses the puck again in his zone, but eventually gets it out. I noticed at this point that Hutton has used the glass and the boards pretty well tonight to get the puck out, but he flips one in from his side of center at this point. Like, at sometimes it seems that Hutton really has a good vision for what he's doing defensively and offensively, And then at other times, it looks like he's just not taking that next stride that needs to happen. He's not making the next move that needs to happen. And this is one of those situations. We're still working on Hutton, 
and he's still got a ways to go, I think. But I'm still happy that he's trying and he's getting better. Vertanen, I just have a note here that he just looks strong tonight. He's hitting, he's shooting, he's carrying the puck well. Again, using his minutes minutes as best he can. Not to be totally down on Edler. At this point in the second period, he gets a good shot from the point, and it's saved by Allen, but he's trying to keep going. Nilsson makes a great save, reaching back on a Terenseco shot. So Terenseco is probably the Blues' most dangerous sniper, and he's an excellent offensive player, so that was a good save. <laughs> Hutton, from behind the net, flicks it out into the crowd, so he's in his own zone. He's trying to get it out from behind the net, and he kind of comes around and flicks it high, and it goes across the ice over the boards and over the glass, and he gets a penalty for that. So we're shorthanded. Dorsett immediately makes a good clear, and then Granlund gets it from Erickson on a three-on-one and scores a goal, a shorthanded goal. So there we go. Granlund scores the goal from Erickson, and Erickson's back again, and he seems to be doing well. He got that assist on the Henrik goal, I think, earlier in the week. So he's he's getting it done as best as he can. But here we are. We're 2-1 to one now against the Blues. But now we're still shorthanded. Dorsett makes another clear just to finish off the Granlund thing, the Granlund goal. It was a really nice deke, and he went five-hole, and it was a great pass by Erickson who just chipped it over a defenseman's stick. Nice saucer pass. So it was a good goal all the way around. Anyway, yeah, so Dorsett makes another clear. The penalty's killed. They stood up at the line and actually pushed even further towards center ice as the Blues were coming in. So that was really good. That's the way to do it. Because I've seen them back up a lot lately at the line, and that's been worrying me. Unfortunately, after a good penalty kill, Dorsett gets a penalty for interference coming back in the offensive zone. So again, an offensive zone penalty by Dorsett. Come on, Derek. <laughs> That's a rough way to make a living. So we're shorthanded. Horvat, the other guy who's been doing a lot of penalty killing for us, gets a clear right away. And then Peter Angelo gets a penalty. Four minutes for high sticking on Sutter. So that's pretty cool. That takes us off the penalty kill. Nevertheless, it's four on four. And Saboka has another chance on net. And this time, Nilsson makes a great save. Daniel gets a chance from his knees from Henrik. Henrik gets in the puck and Daniel's on his knees and gets a shot. But unfortunately, that doesn't go in. So we finally find ourselves on the power play as a result of the double minor that had been assessed to Peter Angelo. And so we're trying to work out breaking in, but unfortunately we can't. And Brodsniak actually breaks breaks in on Nilsson all alone. Besser's the only guy back and he manages to bug him just enough to help Nilsson make the save. Now, Besser was the only guy back because he was the one that gave up the puck at the, at the blue line, a la Gagne. You know, when I gave Gagne trouble for that, Besser did the same thing. So, hey, I'm admitting that Besser isn't perfect either. And anytime you have a forward back there, you may end up with those situations. So we get back on the power play, and Barchi scores from Erickson and Vanek. Wow! It's 3-1. to one. Things are going awesome. Barchi was in front and just whacked in the rebound. Vanek made this great play entering the zone and being patient up on the boards and just waiting, then getting it all the way across to Erickson, who gets it in front and uh, takes a shot. And then Barchi basically gets the rebound and just fires it in. And yeah, this is the second time Vanek's got a power play assist where he's come in across 
the line and made a good play using patience and good offensive skills. So, it's 3-1. to one. We're going to win. It's great. Gagne works puck out of the zone and then goes offside. <laughs> Sorry, Gagne. But that's okay. We're fine. The puck comes back into our zone. Biega can't get it out. Delzado was a little bit too close to, to Nilsson. And that left Saboka all alone, just kind of drifting back into the slot. Gets the puck from the corner. And Saboka then snaps it past Nilsson. <sighs> and it's suddenly 3-2. to two. So it was a heavy forecheck. And they worked really hard in the corner. And guess who got Saboka the puck? That's right. It was Stastny again. So Stastny makes this really clever pass. Really nice pass after getting the puck off the boards. So we got to watch out for this guy. We got to we got to stick a fork in him because he's he's caused both of the St. Louis goals so far. This Stastny kid. So it's three to two. So Erickson comes up the middle all alone it seems, but there's like one defenseman there who can get a stick on it. And as it happens, that's exactly what happens. Takes a shot. That stick comes out and just deflects it away. Otherwise, it would have probably been a really good chance to be a goal. Go back down to the other side. Nielsen makes a big save off of Parenko, the same guy who scored the first goal. So that was huge to keep the Canucks in the lead. And then Hutton again fires it over the glass. So Hutton's kind of having a rough game here. A little bit of good and then a little bit of bad with these that icing and these two firing it over the glass situations. Not good. But thank goodness for Dorsett. <laughs> He gets a clear, and it comes back in, and Dorsett gets it out again. Both Dorsett and Edler make shot blocks. Then Edler gets it cleared. Then Gabranson crushes Shen, and the penalty is killed, and we're happy. This is good. And then Vanek and Besser both have chances in front of the net, just as the period is ending. Vanek scores, but a hand pass is called, and I don't quite understand how exactly it goes, but it looked like the St. Louis Blue, it may have been Stastny, knocks down the puck with his hand sort of kind of right off to the left of the goalie and then oh there was this was on a on a delayed penalty against St. Louis and so he doesn't get the puck so because he knocks it down with his hand he's not in control of the puck so that shouldn't have been a whistle even though there's a delayed penalty you've got to have control of the puck right the opposing team that's going to get the penalty they have to get control of the puck and that's not control just knocking the puck down with his hand but if another blue gets the puck then it's still not a whistle because you're allowed to hand pass in your own zone so they must have thought it was a canuck who did the hand pass because it ended up on a canuck stick and the canuck passed it across i think it was i think it might have even been besser to vanek on the other side who shovels it into the net over top of the of allen and then the the whistle had gone and it's like what it's like yeah it was a hand pass like Canuck knocked down to Besser and Besser over to Vanek and Vanek scored. So yeah, Vanek is is by rights pretty ticked off by this because he doesn't get as many chances to score as he used to. And so he realizes that he's got to score as many chances as he can on on as many chances as he, as he can. And so he's upset that he finally got one in again and it's disallowed for no good reason. That said, the... Canucks now have a penalty or a power play and so just at the end of the period they attempt to get it going but Upshaw remember Upshaw he tried out for the Canucks earlier and got cut well he kind of got the Canucks back on this because he gets a breakaway and Edler hooks him Nilsson makes the save but there goes the power play Hutton later blocks and deflects a Tarasenko shot so that's good so another good play by Hutton so he 
continues to have his Jekyll and Hyde game. But that's the end of the second period, basically. And we go into the third, still up 3-2. to two. So that's not so bad. Going into the third period, up 3-2 against the Blues. I bet you the Canucks would have taken that had that been the suggestion. So here we go. It's third period. Gagne gets on a three-on-one with Barchi and Besser. And guess what happens? I mean, it's Barchi and Besser. That's right. Gagne gets his pocket picked in the slot. <laughs> so he's just about to take a shot. And he gets his stick lifted and the puck taken away. <sighs> Gagne is having it rough. Just got to say it. But I do make a note at this point that by this point early in the third, the Canucks have pretty much just looked pretty equivalent to the Blues. There hasn't looked like the Blues have outplayed the Canucks or vice versa. They've just been playing a really good solid back and forth game and yeah it's looked like a good game and the Canucks look like they might pull this off. I also note that Vertanen has played an excellent solid game as well. But shortly thereafter Saboka gets a sh- another shot on Nilsson. Boy that kid's been around the net all over the place this game. But it looked like an offside play as he rushed towards the net just as the puck was coming across the line and then got the pass and had a pretty quick shot on net as he was racing in. But we don't get a chance to find out whether or not it's offside because then it gets taken out of the zone and then it comes back in. And when it comes back in, Stastny kind of takes a chance against Pouliot and gets the puck and passes it off to Edmondson. Edmondson just take a, a hard shot and scores the tying goal against Nelson. It's 3-3. Three goals by St. Louis, three assists by Stastny. Come on, man. Gotta gotta stop this guy. Anyway, it seems to me that if that offside had been called the way it should have been, then that goal probably wouldn't have been scored as, of course, then it would have been a face-off and then they would have had to start all over again. So, I don't know. That was a rough situation. Anywho, the Blues definitely start taking to the Canucks at this point. Tarasenko deeks around Edler, forces Nilsson to make a big save. Tarasenko gets another great chance off of the skate. Edler was basically... Remember at the beginning, Edler took the man just like he should? This time he was puck watching. And that's why Tarasenko was able to go around him. Canucks, zero shots in the third period by the the 10 minute mark so obviously yeah the momentum had had shifted edler then blocks a steen shot and i realized that this is about the third or fourth shot that edler had had blocked this night because he'd been blocking by way of going down sideways kind of on one knee and creating a lot of area that needed to be shot past and he'd been doing a pretty good job of it but it's also a hard way to block a shot and then be ready to do something offensive with the puck or whatever because then you have to get back up sort of and I don't know if that's the best way to do it but he did manage to block several shots this night later Besser finally gets a shot off and it goes off Allen's right shoulder again Besser shots the goalies are just having trouble picking them up and handling them cleanly and this is just another good example of it and then it goes back to the Canucks zone and Hutton gets the puck and he actually moves his feet and he makes the play he needs to make and he carries it out properly and gets the puck into the deep into the zone. So good on you by Hutton. Good play there. And then Vertanen actually shows up for a shift after the 10 minute mark in the third period, which doesn't happen very often. And he gets a puck from Horvat and Barchi and just can't get the shot off. Very much like Besser wasn't able to on the, on that power play. So again, in the right place, doing the right stuff, but just couldn't quite get it done. And again, I notice Besser sucking pretty close to the center line and the Blues blue line. 
Again, not so much as he wasn't there defensively, but offensively, he's he's cheating a little bit, it looks like. And his cheating almost pays off as he gets another chance, another shot, as the killer bees start buzzing again. And with 2.30 left, the puck goes the other way, and Nilsson makes a huge save off of a point shot from the faceoff, and then makes another big save off Shen, at which point the announcers decide to say, oh yeah, Shen has this uh, point-scoring streak, and he's been really good lately. It's really good that the Canucks have kept him off the score sheet so far. I hate it when announcers do that. Not that I believe in bad luck in jinxing or anything like that, but darn it, it turns up too often that they go ahead and say that, and then what happens in overtime? It goes to overtime, tied 3-3, Sutter loses the puck in St. Louis's zone, and then right after that, but an icing right after that. Sutter loses the puck in the St. Louis zone, and then there's an icing right after on St. Louis. Edler takes a bad shot and just kind of fires it into some blues. Horvat gets checked, and the blues bring it back across the line. Shen then brings the puck from the corner or the side, sort of, across into the slot, away from Horvat, and the defenseman doesn't step up, and he's got all day in the slot, and he just fires home the winning goal. <sighs> well... It's 4-3. The Canucks lose, but I predict one correctly at least. Yay. Oh, well. Small victories. So I said 4-1, maybe 4-2. It turns out 4-3, so I wasn't so far off there. I'm going to do my three stars of the of the game today. Stastny, first star with three assists, looking amazing out there. Shen, give him the second star for scoring the game-winning goal and also buzzing around on the third period, making himself difficult to stop. I'm giving the third star to Besser, but not because he was the only Canuck out there doing a great job. I thought also Horvat had quite a good game, and Vertanen also was really noticeable out there for good reasons. But I think with Besser and that goal, it almost set the Canucks off on a on a really good spot, and him being in that Ovi spot in the power play really was a good situation. So, I don't know. Besser... I figure deserved at least some consideration, so I'm giving him the third star this this game. So that's it. Only thing left is to now look at the week to come and see what's going to happen. The Canucks go one win and two losses this week, so that's not so cool, but we'll see what happens next week. The post-game show this is part of the program where I get to make some predictions about how the Canucks are going to do in the week to come and give you some idea about how the week's going to roll for the Vancouver Canucks. So this is it. It is Monday, November 20th, and that means tomorrow the Canucks go on the road trip and have to face Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia hasn't been the best team of late, but they're still a really tough team to play at home. I'm going to say that the Canucks go ahead and lose to Philly at Philadelphia in Philadelphia. I'm going to say probably 3 to 1, maybe an empty net goal there, 2 to 1 and then an empty net goal. That's what I figure is likely to happen. I'll go with that. And then Wednesday, the very next day on the 22nd, the Canucks are in Pittsburgh. Well, I'll tell you what. The Canucks, I think Besser is in Murray's head. And after scoring that hat-trick against him, assuming it's Murray in net, I hope it is, maybe the Canucks We'll get a couple of goals against him and rattle him, maybe get him out of the net, you know, get him kicked out of the net after the first period or something, after getting a couple of goals against him, and then maybe just hold on for the rest of the game and 
I don't know, maybe Besser can get a couple there. And then maybe win 3-1 to one is what I'm hoping there. So lose 3-1 to one against Philly, win 3-1 to one against Pittsburgh. That's a bit of a big call. Kind of reminds me of the uh, game last, last week against uh, Vegas that I called Vancouver even though I knew that Vegas had a really good chance to win. I'm calling Vancouver on this one even though I know Pittsburgh has a really good chance to win. Because they got to win some games. <laughs> and then Vancouver and New Jersey on Friday, November 24th. Ugh. New Jersey's having a good year. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking this going New Jersey's way as well. I think this will be... New Jersey has a, a way of shutting you down. I'm going to give this one to New Jersey 2-0. I think they'll be able to shut Vancouver down. And so I'd normally stop there, but my... My weeks haven't been rolling very smoothly lately, so I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to stretch it out to the Vancouver-New uh, York game on Sunday, November 26th. And I'm going to say, again, New York's been having a pretty good year, but I think Vancouver has this one. I think they're going to win 4-2 to against the New York Rangers, and maybe Besser will come back, and he'll have another good game there. But that's what I'm shooting for. So, those are my predictions for the week. The Canucks lose to Philly, win against Pittsburgh, lose to New Jersey, win against the Rangers. So, there you go. And with that, all I can hope is that you join me at PodCon on December 9th and 10th. And that when you are out there skating around, hoping that the puck is going to find you and you can do something with it, You've got to have one thing in mind. Keep your stick on the ice. This has been Aaron Lane for the Canucks Corner Podcast. If you would like to find me, I'm Canucks Corner on Facebook, at Canucks underscore Corner on Twitter, or email me at Canucks Corner Pod. That's Canucks Corner Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.